being able to take yourself away a little bit from the product that you're about to try and sell to go, is this the right thing to do or not? Is it right that I go and spend a lot of money on formal shirts because I really want to do them? Is it the right thing to do? And I think that only comes with that experience of, you know, I've done that in the past. I'm like, I don't care. If I want to make it, I'll make it. And then you end up sat on boxes full of stuff that no one wants. So it was a case of just being aware of what was going on and then asking the question, is, is this the right thing to do for the business? Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Business Mastermind podcast. Today, I've got the entrepreneurial brilliance of Matt Bird on the on the uh, call, so for interview. So Matt is the founder of the Shirt Society, a startup which is uh, not his first, uh, not his first success in business or uh, in business and fashion, but it's a startup um, subscription-based uh, service uh, based in for menswear, based in the northwest of England in Manchester. Matt, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Thank you very much. Thanks for yeah. Thanks for having me. So your bio talks about a forward-thinking and self-started businessman that started his first clothing business at 23. Yeah. So wow. Um, so what? Just show a bit of your sort of career background and business background for the listeners, so they know who Matt Bird is, and then we'll get into the shirt society in a few minutes. Yeah, no worries. So yeah, like like I said, started when I was 23, so eight years ago now. Um, Previously to that, I had a very short kind of career in music that came to an end quite abruptly. And then it kind of came to me that I wanted to do something of my own. I wanted to be in charge of my day and my, I don't hate to say my own destiny, but I like like to take that kind of um, control over it. So I thought, what am I into after music? And it was, I wouldn't ever say that I was into fashion, but I was always into style. I was into nice clothes, I was looking good. So, um, yeah, with, with no degree in fashion and no experience in fashion, I decided to start a fashion brand. Um, bought 150 blank t-shirts from a supplier that I found, borrowed a sewing machine that, um, from my mum's friend and just kind of figured out how to sew labels onto t-shirts, sew patches into t-shirts, um, and at the same time, how to build a, a functioning website to sell those t-shirts on. Um, and so, yeah, so did that for seven years and obviously it developed over time and we got bigger and focused on shirts towards the end kind of phases but yeah i've had most of my career has been in 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 clothing now actually so yeah i think we're in a in a good spot so just just want to rewind you a little so Hmm. you've got a batch of t-shirts you've worked out how to use a sewing machine how did you actually get your first orders um so i built a website on wordpress Um, you know, literally looking at YouTube videos going, how do I build a website? Uh, Built on WordPress, took some photos in my flat, um, put them online and just went on my own Facebook and saying, oh, hi guys, like here's my new clothing brand. And I think 11 orders came in in that first day from amazing. What what did that feel like? Because you'd obviously been kind of laboring on your own in solitude for goodness how long you were to get to that point. And then the first time you put a post out, you get 11 orders in the first day. How yeah, did that feel? It's incredible. It's, it's, it felt amazing. It felt like, right, 
I've made the right decision with my life here. <laughs> like we're, we're on to yeah. something. It's a validation. Uh, yeah. It was, but then what happened over the next seven days is that zero orders came in and I was like, ah, so this is the reality of it. So I've got to try and sell to people yeah. that aren't my friends, aren't my family and aren't just doing this to kind of support me. So yeah, then, then the whole kind of marketing head had to come on. What did you experiment with after that from a marketing point of view? So it was more kind of going, right, let's set up a business Facebook page and let's do organic posts. Let's do, you know, your normal stuff, blog posts, um, do some kind of product information. Let's start talking more about what we want to do and what we're developing. Um, and it was a very content led um, kind of effort and it was all organic. So we had no, there was no budget whatsoever for paid stuff. And so that was it. It was just a slog of content and imagery and trying to be as creative as possible. And then the friends that bought the t-shirt would then share it to their network. And then you might get four or five orders that I had no idea who they were. And then it just kind of snowballed and spiraled a little bit until I thought, right, let's, let's put 20 quid behind a Facebook ad and see what happens. Um, and again, then just started to learn the ropes of that as well. Fantastic. So we're talking about here was your first business. Yeah, uh, we're gentlemen, and now that has then led you to the point of uh, relatively recently uh, launching the Shirt Society. Yeah, so yeah, with We Are Gentlemen, like I said, started with t-shirts, um, and then we developed into polo shirts, and then bomber jackets, and anything I could get my hands on, and that I could stitch a label into and put a logo on, I would do it. Um, but we launched a like an Oxford shirt, just a white Oxford shirt in maybe 2015. And they sold out like really, really quickly. And so I thought maybe there's something in our shirts that people really love. So started doing more colors of that shirt and more um, kind of variations of it. And it became clear that shirts were our like strongest item. So scrapped the t-shirts and the polo shirts and everything else that I was doing at that point and just focused on shirts. And did that for maybe four or five, well, four years, I suppose, just focused on shirts. Always, um, I don't know how, but naturally we picked up a, a, an audience in our kind of later days that was a young professional, lawyer, banker um, type guy. And so we always struggled to get our products that were casual shirts into their hands enough. So they come and buy one shirt and then they wouldn't come back for another five months because the shirts that they're wearing were more formal shirts rather than sure. casual shirts. So yeah, so I went to those customers and said, what can we do that's better? How can I service your shirt need more kind of effectively? Great. Rather than you come to me twice a year, what can I do to make you come to me more often? And so actually they said to me, listen, if you can take the, um, if you can make a shirt that is as good a quality as yours, but isn't 75 quid mm -hmm. yeah. if you can make something that i can wear to work five days a week happy days and if you can stop me from going to those high street stores that i yes. get from now yeah happy days and so then i was like oh, that's really interesting so asked them more questions I asked about 300 of those customers just some further questions um and they helped me kind of shape the business model i had no real idea about subscription at that point um, yeah, they said, listen, I'm prepared to pay 25 to 40 quid for my work shirts. If you can deliver them to me on a monthly basis, I'm in. And so similarly to like how I started the first business, I just put a, a message on LinkedIn about 
this is the service that I want to build. This is the type of products that we're going to do. This is the pain point we're solving. This is, you know, this is how much time you can save. Put that on my LinkedIn and within three days, 750 people had signed up to it. Whoa. I know. So I was like, and when I think the timing could well be very significant here. So yeah. when did you put that post out? So that was September, 2019. Oh, right. Okay. So before the world went crazy. Yeah. Luckily before the world went crazy. So the idea behind that was right. 750 people have given me their email address now. Let's see who wow. really wants this product. So I kind so of, they just raised their hand in interest. They had it wasn't 750 people that actually put the credit card details in. They said, "I'm interested in your service." I'm interested. Um, great, great. So then, the next step to that was how many people, how many out of this 750 are going to be serious here? How many are really going to give me their credit card details and pay me for these products? Sure. And so I came up with a again a really basic website that just said um, kind of pre. pre register your space by giving me either 60 quid up front or commit to um, three monthly payments of 20 pounds. Cause I said to them, if you help me, I'll help you. I'll give you a much better price. It's supposed to be 40 quid. I'll give it you for 20 quid, but you're going to be helping me here. Um, and so, you know, the, that was literally the following week after these 750 people had signed up and then we managed to convert just over 250 of those 750 wow. Amazing. customers. Amazing. And so all of a sudden I'm got right, it's 250 customers here, all paid up, all giving me money. Amazing. Um, and it was quite nice because that allowed me to then go and make the stock. So they all knew that mm -hmm. I would they'd be waiting six or eight weeks for the shirt. And so I didn't really have to raise any money to get it off the ground in that sense. Perfect. So yeah. Bankrolled uh, the inventory. And why do you think, you know, obviously it's a, it's a moment in time where the market actually wants convenience. They want it at a certain price point and um, the, so therefore this kind of subscription but actually your, your, your original inception wasn't a subscription model was it no right so um i think first of all why do you think that you were so successful because that is fantastic you know to be kind of pretty much funded in your first your first order really yeah i think i think it's it, it's just it's just a shift in consumer behavior i think the whole subscription thing that market is is booming there's there's something coming out on subscription all the time um but i think Actually, our market has been screaming for something that is a challenger or something that's going to change, you know, it's going to ruffle a few feathers in that shirt market. I think it's, they've been crying out for it, you know, that the, the high street retailers that still exist that sell shirts are very old fashioned. They're very inconvenient to go and get your shirts from. Um, and there's not really an experience behind it. Um, and so I think the importance of brand becomes a lot more kind of prevalent you know as time's gone by and like and yeah it's just something a bit different i think people just loved it because you know the reviews and the feedback that are quite kind of publicly online is that our shirts are really good and so i think people just really want a good product that they don't have to go and shop for that's very fairly priced from a brand that they can buy into and the other thing i love about it that they actually hadn't seen a sample of the shirts no and that was the thing that blew my mind right so at that point i had a very first iteration of a logo that me and my girlfriend had created in a pub garden, a Shopify site that could take- I like your logo, by the way. I think it's really clever. Right. Um, and yeah, so there's, there was no product imagery. It was just, it was all about trusting what I was gonna, you know, trusting that I was gonna deliver what I've just said I'm gonna deliver. Um, and yeah, so 250 people did. And it's quite funny because people say, oh, well, you must have known those 250 people. No, like probably 50 of them I know, I know, 
The rest, I have no idea who they are. And that's fantastic. It's bonkers, but it shows that that kind of kind of it shows that people wanted different solutions. I, I, and I'm guessing also because you you articulated clearly the problem you were solving. It was yeah. feedback from the marketplace that that was a genuine problem that they um, those people were looking in looking for a solution to that. 100%, and that that's kind of you know where it became most apparent was when I asked those 300 We Are Gentlemen customers, what are the things that you want out of a shirt and that this whole experience, and all of them said, don't like going shopping for it. I don't want to go and spend my 40 minutes on my lunch break running down to the stores at Sharp. I, I, I can't remember the last time I bought a shirt in a shop. You know, I, I... It's, it's hard because the, the products that we do now, I think they're all like essential products. Like there's really nice t-shirts, really nice polo shirts, really nice shirts that most guys need in their wardrobe. But because they need them, they don't actually get excited about going to shop for them. So it's just like, going to buy a toothbrush or something. It's not, it's not really. And from what I can see from the imagery on your website, the quality of the material, particularly if you look at the t-shirts the and the polo shirts, probably yeah. a little bit easier to see from the, uh, from an image than maybe this, the, the, the collared shirts, but um, the quality looks great. Yeah, it is. And that's what we, we're trying to deliver is something that is, you know, is very premium in feel and touch and where we get it from. Um, so we, we like to, so if our products were sold on the, on the high street, for example, our shirts um, would be 75, 80 quid, hands down. But we're delivering that same quality for you know, 29, 95 a month. Uh, and that's one thing that you know, we're really, really focused on. So, so the first question that came to my mind, Matt, was does it, do, does your customer have the demand for a new shirt every single month? Uh, if you if you ask me that in November 2019, I'd say absolutely. If you ask me that now, I'll say absolutely not. <laughs> yes. The whole working wardrobe has changed for sure over the last you know four or five however many months this thing's been yeah. going on for, um, and so that has been a blessing in disguise for us really because the first kind of main order that we were going to do, uh, we we were planned to have a bigger launch in April this year. And it was just going to be around formal shirts. So everything that you need to wear to work, shirting wise. And literally three days before I pressed send on the order, we went into lockdown. And so that obviously put the order on hold. And our world became via Zoom all of a sudden. Exactly. And so we're going, right, well, the, the demand for formal shirts probably isn't as strong as it was last week. <laughs> We've got a good opportunity now to really look at these other products and look at kind of working environments and looking what our customer wants but without you know putting all our eggs in the formal basket and that's where the whole casual shirting idea came from the polo shirt the t-shirt um so we diversified the product set a little bit but what we're also launching this week or next is different subscription um frequencies as well so whereas right now it's once a month um, in the next couple of days, you'll be able to sign up to once a month, once every other month, or once every quarter. So Brilliant. just so, you know, we're not bombarding you with shirts every month that you're not wearing to work. So it's just, it just doesn't make sense. And of course, now with the, with the introduction of, of T-shirts and polo shirts, if they were to have, a, a, they've got more types of, of, of garment to, to choose from on a monthly basis. So it kind of fits into the... Uh, our lifestyles more because there will be a time when presumably we will be going back to do more you know face-to-face -face meetings and require formal wear but you've got that beautiful mix right now to meet the needs of the customer 
that's that's what it's about. It's about what what's what's in our customers' wardrobe and what do they need, mm. kind of now. I think we've got the mix mix right, and, and and like you said, in a couple of months, people will start going back into the office, and then we can deliver those formal shirts again. Hi, Gavin here. I wanted to say a huge thank you. Thank you to all of you who have bought a copy of my book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business. The feedback's been excellent. Copies have gone to all four corners of the planet. I'm so grateful and humbled. I also wanted to let you know that now the audiobook version is out. The audio format can be got from audible.co.uk or audible.com or from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. It was a lot of fun recording the audiobook and hopefully you'll pick up my passion as I take you through all the insights, strategies and case studies to help you not only survive but thrive through uncertain times. So go to audible.com or audible.co.uk to check out Survive and Thrive by Gavin Preston or grab it from my website, surviveandthrive.cc. So you've already you, you you mentioned um how you quickly changed um one week to an X just before pressing the order. In the mid the bit the bit that um I'm really intrigued about is in the midst of all the business going through a list of things you have to get done, right? I'm gonna place my first order. You had the awareness that okay, the news was 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 obvious, but you had the awareness, the presence of mind to go, hold on we we need to change tack. And I think there's a lot of people wouldn't have been they'd have just carried on. They wouldn't have been as responsive what do you put that down to because you've been a background in 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 fashion and and, in clothing that you knew you know you have to be very responsive to to customers changing needs i wouldn't even say it's that it's being um it's just being it's been able to it's been able to take yourself away a little bit from the product that you're about to try and sell to go is this the right thing to do or not is it right that i go and spend a lot of money on formal shirts because i really want to do them is it the right thing to do? And I think that only comes with that experience of, you know, I've done that in the past. I'm like, I don't care. I'll, if I want to make it, I'll make it. And then you end up sat on boxes full of stuff that no one wants. So it was a case of just being aware of what was going on and then asking the question, you know, is, is, is this the right thing to do for the business? Um, asking that of yourself or did you have time to go and ask your market again or not no um you could see what was happening in the market normally they just panicked and it was like all right the office is shut everyone's working from home like you could just it was quite evident what was happening to our customer base um and so yeah it was just it was it was you know asking myself and the team you know and it wasn't a decision to make we made the decision within six hours but i love that and then you were able to source the other the other products then yeah so um obviously round two in terms of lockdown <laughs> looks imminent you know yeah. uh, in manchester you're in local restrictions i am in north wales in local restrictions uh, but national i think it's uh <laughs> it's it, we're on countdown it's looking that very much that way yeah. what do you think is the future of retail in particular you know fashion clothing retail um is it is it wrong if i say i think we're the we're the future of retail uh, no, <laughs> I think it's very smart that you've taken that model. Yeah. I, think, well, I think this model is, is is primed right now for you know the future because I was just having a conversation literally an hour ago about how just normal e-commerce now and normal shopping online is getting so busy yes. and saturated that the only benefit of online shopping versus going to a physical store is that you can do it from the warmth, warmth of your home. Yeah, yeah. But from a product point of view, it's just as full as the high street once was. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of 
changes and what we're trying to do is is have like a real kind of curated narrow selection of product uh, especially with guys guys like to be told that oh you're gonna you're gonna look good in this or this thing will suit you type thing and they're not made to measure presumably they're not made to measure not yet we we are looking at that for the future but not right but now. you have a number of different fits from you know yeah, yeah. We've got, fitted we've got, to fit we've got a fitted and we've got a relaxed fit across six sizes i think yeah so i think it will be about you know, brand will become even more important um, than it is. Sustainability is going to be a big driver for retail going forward. Um, and I think, you know, price now is a massive, massive driver. People are straying away. There is always going to be room for luxury brands, but a lot of people are going, why would I pay 195 quid for a shirt that I know is made for 10 quid? Mm. Transparency is, is going to be key as well. And like you said before, the convenience side of it, people just want something that doesn't, involve them doing anything um and so like i think the time for our type of business is is kind of kind of perfect that this whole yeah. lot has happened as well. and i think from the you, you target market being male rather than female i think uh, for guys it's less about going to the shop to do have the experience of shopping and trying on you just yeah. functional i want a shirt and i want i want to look smart in it absolutely it's function you know men and women shop totally differently i don't really want to comment on how i feel women are going to shop because i just have no idea <laughs> yeah yeah. From a male point of view, I think you're right. It's about the, the staples and doing them really, really, really yeah. well. And I noticed you, you, that word staples, I noticed from your, from your website that you, the chosen colors you've gone with, so the whites and the navies, et cetera, and, and the lighter blues, again, being staples of the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess if you can position yourself of being, uh, whether it be a staple or a backbone of a wardrobe, that's a really good space to dominate within within a guy's wardrobe isn't it 100 percent, 100 percent. like from a formal shirting point of view i think 82 percent of formal shirts that are sold are either white or pale blue really right yeah. it's like why would you pink you know pinks which would be your natural are oh, white blue and pink pink yeah. you make up four percent of the formal shirt market goodness right i'm surprised it's that low me too and that's why we don't have a pink shirt at the minute because like, right. it doesn't have enough of the market to really yeah really warrant the stock for it yet yeah so it's just doing the things that we know guys buy so um future retail particularly for male uh, clothing retail is uh is a subscription-based model but we've seen that in terms of male grooming aren't we we're seeing we've seen it across so many different things even even car all, all the major car manufacturers whether it be jaguar land rover jack uh, um volvo and the list goes on they're offering subscription packages as opposed to lease deals etc so it's it's a massive trend in the marketplace it is and i think where we where we sit actually is like i said we've looked at obviously a lot of grooming brands that are in the subscription space like how they've done it what are they doing right what are they doing wrong where can we be better and typically in the subscription space you get the same product on a recurring billing cycle whereas what i think we've got that's a lot stronger is that You've got the recurring billing cycle, but everything underneath it is totally up to you still. You get to choose what's in that recurring billing cycle. We're not just sending you the same product every single month. So I almost feel like we've taken it to a, a slightly next step as well. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good space. So where next in terms of, uh, I know you've recently launched the, the polo shirts and the T-shirts, and then you're going to be launching the different frequency options. Are you, as we're in the UK heading into autumn and we're both sat with knitwear on, are you, are you looking at, at branded knitwear for given the again the context of zoom and people working yeah, from home it's definitely in the, in the pipeline we probably missed the boat on it li- quite literally uh for this year yeah um, but next year you know it's, it's firmly in my sights i live it i live in these little quarter zips now yeah yeah 
Um, so yeah, probably uh, next autumn we'll, we'll bring something out like this. But right now it's, it's kind of improving what we've got, building the ranges out even more. So doing nicer polo shirts, nicer t-shirts, nicer shirts, and really kind of nailing it, the whole proposition down. Um, and then, yeah, we'll look at new product categories. And what are you finding that's working right now in terms of marketing and, and, and growing the brand? So again, we've had a very strange journey in, in terms of marketing. So we, when we launched, um, our word of mouth marketing was all that we did. And on with customers and potential customers just talking about it, we amassed about six and a half thousand people into a database. Wow. Uh, yeah, I know, for free, which was mad. Um, and so we've got a good number of kind of uh, people that we can market to. We've just got to get the proposition and the messaging right. So again, we're, we're, we're sticking to a very content-led approach. Um, but also now to, to onboard new customers, we, we are starting to test paid social. We're starting to look at what's going to work, what's not working, and, and, and venturing into that, that field again of, of paid work. But yeah, we're quite fortunate with the fact that we've got quite an engaged audience already and an engaged customer base. We've just got to make sure, you know, we're saying the right things to them at the right time to get them to convert at the right time. And that's the tricky uh, <laughs> And then with the flexibility of the different frequencies of ordering as well. So you surely are going to convert more customers as well by then, doing that. That's why we did it. One of the kickbacks was like, why would I need 12 shirts a year? Like just, and that was my initial thought when I saw the, the proposition, yeah. That's it. And so some guys, obviously, they do want something every month. But there are other people that, that don't, but they want to be part of the brand and they quite like the idea of, this, of, of a subscription. So, you know, six shirts a year or four shirts a year is probably more up their streets. So like you said, the more kind of frequency options we've got available, hopefully the more people will convert into, this, into the platform and service. Fantastic. Fantastic. So your team presumably is growing now as, 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 as you're getting more orders? Yeah, no, it is. Um, it's, we're kind of a core team of eight now, I think. Um, I always lose, I kind of lose count because we've got, we use, there's a mix of full-time people, freelancers, and there's a, a few kind of uh, project-based people that we use as well. But no, it's a growing team, uh, really got a, a strong kind of focus on growing our product team at the minute. So we've just drafted in the ex-chief um, product officer from Thomas Pink. Um, oh, wow. That's yeah. a hire and a half. That's a good hire. That's so a very he, good hire. He's been with us for about two months now. Um, but yeah, he's kind of focused on, on ensuring that our product offering is always as kind of strong as possible. Um, and yeah, just growing other, other elements out of the team slowly, but, but surely. Um, so yeah, it should be a, a, a full team of 10 to 12 of us by December. It should be quite nice. And presumably you've got a forward order for the manufacturer, a manufacturer offshore, no doubt, especially you know, giving reference, miss the boat. So, um, again, with your kind of like crystal ball, that's one of the challenges around fashion, isn't it? You've got to predict, you know, two or three seasons ahead. Um, yeah. What what's what's your thinking in terms of how you you you've got that mix now between uh, formal and more casual to cater for the fact whether we are going to be back in places of offices or whether we're still going to be working predominantly from home. Mm. So yeah, so like I said, the, the the what we've we're trying to mitigate that by blending where we make stuff. So some of the stuff is made a bit further away than than others. Um, but we've just set up a really nice kind of production um, facility, if you will, with a with a factory in in Portugal. So that allows us that allows us to be a lot more reactive to the market. Yeah. We've got lead times there down to about three to four weeks. Oh, brilliant! Right. It's great for us because it means. 
you know, wastage of stock is now at a minimum. Our carbon footprint is reduced as well, which is quite nice. But then, yeah, also we can be a lot more reactive to where the market's going, what the market's saying, what colors are doing well or not, without taking too much risk of sitting on all of the stock. So, yeah, we're in a, we're in a good position to stay quite agile, I think, which is, uh, which is quite nice. And, and also keep your cost base keen as well and keep it, keep it lean. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. And, you know, so there's a, a, a lot of things in favor for you as the business is growing. You know, you've got a business model that's, um, that, that works. You've got that certainty of cash flow every month, which is fantastic and really important. I've uh, recently been doing um, a number of seminars for business banking customers for, of HSBC. One of the points I've been making is, uh, make your cash flow cycle positive by getting money up front. And one of the best ways of doing that right now is a subscription model. Also increase the valuation of your business significantly as well. Um, but, you know, so so that's right. You've got, uh, you've got sh- uh, shorter lead times compared to many others in the marketplace. So you can keep your stock holdings more current, relevant and leaner. Um, and you've got a growing fan base. So all's going really yeah, well. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, we're in, we're, the arrows are pointing in the right direction, that's for sure. Um, awesome so if people want to find out more about the shirt society and more about you how do they do that? Uh, well our platform is the shirt society.co.uk or they can follow the shirt society underscore on instagram um or the shirt soc underscore on twitter and then you know if, if i don't know and, why. and do you serve customers outside of the uk because i have a number of listeners outside of the uk yeah looking at that. so currently our bulk of our customers are uk based we do have some customers that are in amsterdam new zealand and australia um, so if there is anyone that wants that isn't in the UK that wants to be part of the shirt society, if you just drop us an email, we can we can definitely arrange it. That's amazing. And if somebody wants to check you out, contact you via LinkedIn. Did it, how can they connect with you? Yeah, LinkedIn's probably the best. Um, just search for Matt Bird on on LinkedIn, or my you know my email address is matt at the shirt society.co.uk. Always uh, happy to chat and, and hear from new people as well. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today, Matt. No worries. Thanks, Gavin. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.